Welcome, one and all, to episode 167 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and this episode will be a continuation of episode 166, which was a look back at the year that was 2009, 2009, uh, within the hard rock and metal uh, community, just um, a bunch of different songs that I think are still cool from from 10 years ago, and hope you guys enjoy these tracks as well. Just want to remind everyone who's maybe checking the show out for the first time that you can go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find links to iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Twitter, and all those great things. So if you want to... Um, Follow on social media, interact, so on and so forth. Go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and you've got all the pertinent links to everything at the top and the bottom of the site. So, uh, there you go. We're going to just jump right on into the music. And 2009 brought us the return of Ace Freely as far as studio material was concerned. So, there was a 20-year gap between Trouble Walking and Anomaly... And Anomaly has some pretty cool stuff on it. Uh, has other stuff that I really don't care for, but nonetheless, there's there's some quality material on it. Uh, the song that I've that I'm going to include within the episode might actually be my favorite Ace um, solo song. So uh, the song we're gonna check out. Is off of 2009's Anomaly. The name of the track is Sister. Oh 
All right, so I'm not the kind of person that when someone says, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread that I just run out and check whatever it is out. In 2009, that happened with the movie The Hangover. And everyone said it was so funny and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Uh, all right, I'll go see it. And toward the beginning of the movie, I start to hear a riff that I recognize, but in an electrified version. I'm like, holy shit, this sounds like the Johnny Cash song 13. And all of a sudden, I hear Glenn Danzig start to sing. I'm like, shit, he's recorded an electric version of a song that he wrote for Johnny Cash for the American Records album. So... It was so cool to be in the theaters checking the the movie out and being surprised with that. So this is coming off of the Hangover soundtrack. This is the track 13 by Danzig. Been blowing on my back. I was born to bring trouble wherever I might. Heard a number 13 tattooed on my neck. That ink starts to itch. Black on turn to red I was born in the soul of misery And I never had me They just give me a number when I was Oh 
if you're one of the people that are checking my show out because you've heard me on the Mark Striegel podcast, if you're part of the whole Mark Striegel Patreon campaign, and uh, Mark more or less pitching this show, if you're checking me out for the first time, um, one of the things that we talked about, or one of the things that I added to that campaign is a question regarding lead singer switches and one of the options that was part of what I'd set up was William Duvall, Jerry Cantrell. Now we talk about this in depth during episode four of the Mark Striegel podcast. And honestly, folks, a lot of people are are mixing Jerry's voice with Lane Staley's voice because Jerry sung a lot of lead uh, while Lane was alive, specifically on that third Alice in Chains album and on the two EPs on Sap and on Jar of Flies, he did a lot of lead vocals as well. So uh, with a lot of people saying, oh, William sounds just like they got a clone, they got a clone. Uh, no, <laughs> you're really not identifying the correct voice there. You're not picking Jerry's voice out, which was always there. I mean, think all the way back. Mark brought up the fact that the chorus to Man in the Box is Jerry Cantrell, you know. Uh, So, anyway, the first album that they released with the lineup that had William Duvall was in 2009. And um, it was um, Black Gives Way to Blue. There's a lot of really cool stuff on here. Uh, here's a track I brought up, Sap and Jar of Flies. This is, uh, well, this song has, you know, more of an acoustic flavor to it. I've loved this song since the first time I've heard it. There's so much on this album that I like. There's so much that I like from throughout their career. And they put out a great album last year. To me, it was the second best album uh, that came out in 2018. Uh, so, in. 2009 they knocked it out of the park with black gives way to blue this track is your decision by allison chains Time to change has come and gone What's your fears become your God It's your decision It's your decision Yeah. 
this didn't happen by design because obviously we had Allison Chains out of Seattle there. And the next band is is Seventh Void. Uh, Seventh Void was a band that consisted of Kenny Hickey and Johnny Kelly of Typo Negative. And Kenny does lead vocals and guitars. And I said it the second that I heard this track. Uh, I said if at the time Soundgarden had not gotten back together again, I said if they wanted to replace Chris Cornell, the person to do it was Kenny Hickey. Due to the fact of how similar he sounds like Chris Cornell. So we're going to check the Seventh Void track out called Closing In. The album, it was a self-titled album. It's the only thing that the band has released. Uh, the two of them are now in a band called Silver Tomb, which is supposed to release something this year. So anyway, here's some Seventh Void.
Megadeth released Endgame in 2009. And man, this album has a lot of really cool stuff on it. I know that it's overlooked now and people, you know, forget about how strong both United Abominations and Endgame was. Uh, I think maybe because of things like Super Collider. <laughs> uh, I know that with Dystopia, people are like, oh, they're back. But I think both of the albums that I mentioned have some really good material on it. We're going to check the track out this day we fight. To me, this song really kicks ass. For this, I was chosen. Because I feel nothing. With confidence, I tread through the dead of the night. Lost another war torn far away battlefields. Wearing lies and demonic enemy horde On this day, like desire to anoint my face Keeping them in the mode of power and war 
from Megadeth to a band that Megadeth has covered. Here's Kiss. In 2009, they put out Sonic Boom. Not one of my favorite albums by the band, because I do think that the the Gene songs are all kind of garbage on this. <laughs> Lyrics are all kind of the same. It kind of sucks, but... And then you have songs like Dangerous that the music is cool, but the lyrics are garbage. Um, so, yeah, it is the first time that they've done that. They've done that a few times over the years. The song that they're playing live is probably the best song off of this, which is Say Yeah. It's a shame that as as cool as I think that they're playing this, that there are songs like Jungle and... Um, and and other things off of albums uh, like the oath maybe off of the elder that they're completely you know forgetting about for something that's supposed to be all encompassing you know covering the entire career of the band it kind of sucks that they are kind of jumping over certain certain things so it would be cool to see is that you but obviously they're not doing it uh anyway this is say yeah off of sonic boom by kiss
Well, let me hear you say it. I wanna hear you say it. Let me hear you say yeah. is a super group or was a super group because this is the only thing that they released the self-titled album back in 2009 and the band was made up of Dave Grohl on drums Josh Homme on lead vocals and guitar and John Paul Jones on bass and keyboards there's one song that I love above all the rest on here it's called Scumbag Blues so let's check that one out
is a band that I've always been into. I always liked just the way that the drummer uh, Matthew McDonough and bass player Ryan Martini uh, really were always in the pocket with one another. It was reminiscent to me of what, you know, almost like a heavier version of what Tool does. And yeah, people are going to shit on me for that, but it's always what I've felt. Um, I've always felt that that was the strong point and the most interesting part of what Mudvayne did. I mean, I think the whole combination was great, but I think those two really made the band what it was, in my opinion. Uh, 2009 self-titled album uh, came with, you know, a few decent songs. I think their second album is probably their best, their second or their third album. But this has some tracks that I really like as well. Uh, we're going to go with Beautiful and Strange by Mudvayne. So he, uh, so he rains, grounded 
2009 also brought Steel Panther to a lot of us for the first time. And Feel the Steel has a lot of funny moments, a lot of really cool musical moments as well. Uh, the track that I want to go with is Eyes of a Panther by Steel Panther. <laughs>
I can't say that I'm a huge Slayer fan. I appreciate what they do. I respect what they do. But I'm someone that was a Johnny-come-lately to Slayer. It's a lot along the lines of what I mentioned before with The Hangover. With everyone and their mothers saying, Oh, they're so great. They're the greatest band ever. Rain and Blood is the greatest album of all time. You know, shit like that. It completely turned me off to them. And quite honestly, to Metallica. For the longest time, it wasn't until people started hating Metallica with the Black Album that I decided to to give them a shot. So, <laughs> I was always a Anthrax Megadeth guy. And it was almost, you know, the, where I went to school, it was you either liked Megadeth and Anthrax or you liked Metallica and Slayer. It was the, the vast majority was like that. So, we were split. Anyway... 2009 brought us World Painted Blood by Slayer, and this is my favorite track off of it. It's called Americon by Slayer.
Addicted by the Devin Townsend Project is by far my favorite album that Devin Townsend has ever recorded. I like a lot of his Devin Townsend Project stuff. I like a lot of Strapping Young Lad. But there's just something about this album that I really, really, really like. Um, the track I'm going to play for you, and this is hard because there's quite a few songs off here that I like. I really like the title track Addicted. I really like Bend It Like Bender. I really like Hyperdrive. Uh, I really like Awake. But I'm going with Super Crush. Love this song. This is one of my all-time favorite tracks by anyone just there's something about this track just man my the 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 hair on my arms and legs are are standing now just thinking about the fact that i'm gonna play this track that's how much i love this song so check it out the devon townsend project with super crush
Such a cool track. Uh, from here, we're going to go to Shrine Builder. Shrine Builder was a super group, you could say. Had uh, Alan Tisneros of Sleep and Ohm. Uh, Wino from St. Vitus, The Obsessed, a million other bands. Uh, Scott Kelly from Neurosis. And Dale Crover, who most notably played with Melvins and with Nirvana at one point. So the track we're going to get into is called Science of Anger. It is off of the 2009 self-titled release by Shrine Builder.
Up next, we have High Spirits. Holy hell, do I love this first High Spirits full-length album. Uh, I love stuff off of all of their releases. There's always some just catchy, good rock on it. And, man, I love this song. It's called Wanted Dead. Check it out. Again, another another album that it was hard for me to pick something off of it because Night After Night's another track that I really love. Torture's a really cool track. The title track and, you know, name of the band is High Spirits. But again, fucking goosebumps knowing that I'm going to play Wanted Dead by High Spirits. <laughs>
this is a band that has been on my radar since about 2009. Uh, I have enjoyed every album that they've released since the Blue Record, which I proudly own on vinyl, was... No, actually, maybe the Red album is the one that I had before this, so I, I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, the Blue uh, the Blue Record is definitely the one that they released in 2009 and this song is just so cool uh this band receives has received a lot of notoriety probably not as much as um as mastodon who's also from um the atlanta area like they are but um definitely you know their their lead singer john dyer uh, Baisley is known for being a, a great, great artist, um, also a ridiculous musician, obviously, but uh, the name of this track, and this song was huge back then from a hard rock and metal standpoint, uh, it is a horse called Golgotha, let's check it out. <laughs> Yeah! 
from Hotlanta. Let's go to the north. To the not the Great White North, that would be Canada. Let's go to the land of black metal here. Let's go with a little immortal. And this is the title track off of 2009's All Shall Fall.
2009, the Portland, Oregon band Red Fang released their self-titled debut. And the one song that caught my attention right away was the first track off of the album. It is called Prehistoric Dog by Red Fang.
touched on a bunch of different genres of hard rock and metal. One thing that we haven't touched on is hardcore. So this is coming off of Hatebreed's 2009 self-titled album. The track is Everlasting Scar. Satyricon. This is coming off of the Age of Nero, and the name of this track is Black Crow on a Tombstone. Black Crow on a Tombstone. 
this by now a band gets their name from the name of the street where the simpsons live the name of this album that came out in 2009 that their band released in 2009 is called almost home name of the track is sending signals
Project Level Fields. If you go to talkingrock.com, you can find a interview that I actually did with uh, Marco, the guitarist of Level Fields. So just go to talkingrock.net, put in Level Fields, and and you'll find it. I think it's like ten questions. It's pretty short. But uh, ten years ago, Mr. Tecchio had a project called Autumn Hour. And the name of the album was Dethroned. And the name of the track that I'm going to play you guys, I absolutely love. It's called Texceleration by Autumn Hour. <laughs> Day by day 
track such cool voice mr alan tecchio anyway we're gonna wrap things up one last song yeah we didn't make it to the two hour mark this time but we're gonna be close because we're at roughly the hour 49 (laughs) right now and the last track to go is eight minutes and 36 seconds uh the track is by dream theater The album is Black Clouds and Silver Linings. The last one to feature, Mike Portnoy. Hard to think. Ten years have gone by. They're about to drop a new album, I think, this month. So, but um, I really like this album. I can't consider myself a huge Dream Theater fan, but I appreciate their history, and they've got a, a lot of really good stuff that I do enjoy. It's just I'm not a hardcore fan like uh, a lot of people that I know out there. But anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode, to the previous episode, to our look back at 2009, and I hope you come back and check out more episodes or go back and dive deep uh, into the (laughs) 10 years, 167 uh, episodes. Kind of hard to fathom with all the other podcasts that are up in the 300s, 700s, you know, all this shit, and I'm still at 167, but whatever. It is what it is. Do the best I can, man. Uh, anyway, track we're going to play is A Rite of Passage by Dream Theater. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 